Hello and welcome to Trojans Live on ESPN LA 710. Tune in and live on Twitter. It is Beat the Farm Week. We've got the head coach, Clay Helton, quarterback JT Daniels, and the newest Dallas Cowboy, Antoine Woods, to talk about the North-South rivalry. Plus, USC women's soccer is up to number four in the nation, thanks in large part to sophomore sensation Savannah DeMello, who will join the show later. I am Jordan Moore alongside John Jackson and J.J. USC Stanford has consistently produced some of the best conference games in the last decade. I know everyone says, oh, the rivals are UCLA and Notre Dame, but I will tell you, in the last 10 years or whatever it's been, this has really felt like a rivalry game. Yeah, Stanford has developed into a major rivalry, mainly because they're, how this game goes is determined how the rest of the season goes for both teams. And USC comes up victorious, obviously puts them in better position. Stanford has, of course, been dominant over the years in terms of what they've been able to do, especially in the in the Pac-12 South. I mean, Pac-12 North. So this is it. This is it. First game that starts the Pac-12 championship run. Yeah, for sure. And obviously, and obviously exactly. a rematch of last year's Pac-12 championship game. And I know somebody that has a ton of respect for Stanford, and that's the head coach, Clay Helton, who sits down with us now. We're counting down to kick off with Mito, Swiss watches since 1918, the official timekeeper of USC Athletics. Be the first on the Fight On Limited Edition timepiece. True Trojan fans, visit shopmito.com slash USC. That's shopmito, M-I-D-O dot com slash USC. All right, Coach, 1-0 and on the season. What were your biggest takeaways from the uh, season opener? Um, I, I thought it was a great experience for our kids because we played a lot of kids yeah, on both of sides of the ball. And um, uh, it, it was invaluable for some young people that not only were freshmen, but some of the kids that, you know, were coming off a redshirt year. You know, if you would have told me that uh, – we had a, a rookie quarterback yeah. and a redshirt freshman center starting his first game, and we had over 500 yards and 43 points. I'd, I'd be like, "Wow, okay, that's awesome. <laughs> like that. uh, but then you, you, as a coach, you're a realist, and you go out there and you go, you know what? Uh, we made some young kid mistakes. we got to clean them up because obviously we've got uh, uh, a pretty good team we're getting ready to play. But overall, I just absolutely love the experience our kids got. Um, uh, a lot of kids playing, a lot of kids gaining experience, and really walked away healthy. Uh, from that game and fresh. You know, what's the mood as a coaching staff or the vibe that you sort of transfer to the team? Because, I mean, you walk away from a game like that, to your point, Mm -hmm. you put up a ton of yards, but you also gave up some rushing yards. Mm -hmm. You kicked five field goals Mm -hmm. and set a record, but also we don't want to kick field goals. What's the vibe or the the, the, the back to the kids in terms of where, Mm -hmm. you know, what kind of, uh, you know, Temp, you know, temperament did you give to them? Uh, brutal honesty, mm-hmm. uh, just absolute brutal honesty about guys. That that was a that was a good game, but understand our standard of play is even higher than that, and we understand that um, uh, we've got some conference battles coming up, some major on the road battles coming up, um, and that standard of play has got to rise another level. And, and you know, you point out the good things, but you address the things that have to get fixed. Um, you know, it's not just all rosy and sugar-coated and pat them on the butt, oh, you did a great job. It's you, you be real with them, and you tell them the truth. You did this really good, but this has got to get fixed or we're going to get our butt beat. What did you see from JT Daniels uh, after watching the film? I mean, mm-hmm. we talked to you after the game, and you were complimentary. Did you see mm-hmm. uh, anything different after watching the film? Uh, I, I was really impressed with his decision-making because one of my fears was, you know, all of a sudden you get out there for the first time, you want to have a big game, and you start forcing balls. Um, he had 35 opportunities in the game and really only forced one ball on a dig route where he, he just locked in on it. Um, yeah. But for the most part, you look, he took what the defense gave him. 
He did distribute the ball to eight different receivers in, in the game. Uh, he took the shots when they were there. Yeah. When they were there and he saw a one-on-one matchup, he took it. And if it wasn't there, he dropped the ball down. And that's what you want. And uh, to be 18 years old and to be doing that right off the bat is a great sign. Now we go into even more hostile territory, yeah. a more emotional game, and that's what a great quarterback does is keep his poise and takes what the defense gives him. You know, the one thing that he did have also, and you would expect it, is it great chemistry with mm-hmm. you know, with Amon Ross St. Brown just because they played together so long. But it, at times with, you know, with the other guys, with, you know, Vons, Pittman, you know, some of the guys, it, it wasn't quite there, not to say it was mm-hmm. JT's fault, but I, mm-hmm. but how do you get their chemistry on the same level that it's working for? Uh, it'll get yes. fixed in yeah. a hurry. I, I mean, I, I watched Trayvon Sidney make three huge plays in that game. Yeah. He, he gets three opportunities, made three huge plays. And, you know, Amon Ra makes make some big plays. Pitt made a big play, a big third down play, and we'll make even more. And uh, I thought Tyler got settled in as it was almost like when he caught the punt return and got got about 30 yards all of a sudden it was like okay I feel comfortable now and he, he had a great second half but um, we were realistic that we left points out there on the table I mean further separation you know you kick five field goals in the game that that's that, that's you pat chase on the butt but <laughs> right. you're going to the offense going and that that's not us right. uh, especially when we get get against a Stanford and a Texas where every point is going to matter um, there's a huge difference between that touchdown and that field goal yeah, I don't want to gloss over St. Brown's performance too quickly either because, yeah, we, we almost take him for granted and he hadn't even played a game yet. But you talk about JT couldn't, you know, he couldn't get that first completion out of the way. Well, boom, his security blanket is in there. And and he just seemed to ignite the whole offense. I mean, this is a guy that had also never played a game before, but he certainly didn't like look like it. No, he's about 18 going on 28. Yeah. I mean, he, he his maturity at every level from, you know, strength and conditioning to how – to how he studies the game, to how he works at it. He's one of the last kids off the field at, at, after each practice putting in extra work. And he, he reminds me, I've said this before, he reminds me so much of Robert Woods. What, yeah. Woody came in with that same seriousness, that same mentality, that same maturity of just, uh, I'm ready for this stage and I'm ready to, I'm ready to help the football team. Um, and he works at it to get that done. So um, it's great having him um, to be able to have a, a, a freshman um, um, and in both um, JT and Amon Ra out there doing a wonderful job. Um, credit to our offensive staff to bring them along in, in a in a system that's not easy. Yeah, uh, and to to bring them along and get them ready to where they can function and and uh, and be major contributors uh, speaks volumes to T and and Brian Ellis. An offensive line, of course. Anytime you have a team put up 500 yards, a pat on the back to the offensive line. But to your point. The offensive line is almost always gets the blame for not, you know, punching it in the end zone mm-hmm. or putting it the rest of the way. Mm-hmm. How did they grade out? What was it, sort of the message to them? As- um, they did. They did good. There were there were some things that needed to get cleaned up. Written. You didn't see a lot of assignment bus. The thing I, I really loved about the entire game, it just wasn't sloppy. Yeah. There wasn't a bunch yeah. of penalties. There wasn't a bunch of turnovers. There wasn't people running in the backfield. Um, you know, we. It was just one of those things where you were moving the ball and, you, and we weren't finishing. Um, we weren't finishing the drives. 
you go, you, you just score on half of the field goals, and, and yeah, all 60, of a sudden, yeah, yeah <laughs> now, now you're, you're you're a happy person. Um, but uh, it gives us something to work on. I thought overall the offensive line did, did a really nice job, especially in the run game. I think any time between the, the O line and the running backs, uh, you know, our goal every every week is to be over 200 yards and to get to have a hundred yard rusher, to have a, a Stephen with an explosive 40 yard run, to advise two touchdowns. You know, it was a good running day for the offensive line. Before we go to break, real quick, talking offensive line, any update on Toa Lobendon? Yeah, he practiced today. Uh, looked good. Looked good. He just got team reps. We didn't do a lot of uh, banging in or individual work with him. We'll see his soreness level tomorrow and see his confidence level, but he looked good today and got good work. All right, great stuff. USC Stanford kick is 5.30 p.m. on Saturday on Big Fox. Everyone gets that channel. No complaints this week. USC Stanford. We'll talk about that matchup next. You're listening to Trojans Live. Welcome back, Trojan fans. Here's a deal for you. Right now, when you buy four select Cooper tires from a participating dealer, you'll score a voucher good for four free tickets to a select Trojan football game during Cooper's annual Buy Four and Score Four events. Visit coopertire.com to find a dealer near you. Jordan Moore, John Jackson, the head coach, Clay Helton, sitting down with us, getting us ready for USC Stanford. You're 2-2 two and two against Stanford in your head coaching career, I believe. What's the one consistent theme? No matter the personnel that, that, that you take, what, every time you put that Stanford tape on, you get ready for USC Stanford, what, what do you always uh, see? You know it's going to be a physical battle. It's a physical war. And, um, you know, I, the things that I take away from it is usually the team that's rushing the ball better um, is the team that ends up ahead at the end. And that's that was the storyline two years ago when, yeah. when we lost. And, and the last two times we played, we've won uh, – we won the rushing battle, you know. So, um, you know, you're coming to the park for just a physical, physical grind of 60 minute football. That I've been in triple overtimes with them. I've, I've had my <laughs> yeah. heart bro- had my heart broke uh, on, yeah. uh, on a kick. I've, I've had one of the best memories of my life on a, on a kick. <laughs> you just know it's going to go yeah. 60 minutes. It's going to be war. You know, obviously, when you talk about Stanford, you talk about Bryce Love being the first and foremost thing to try to contain, not necessarily stop. Um, and when it comes to stopping them, you know, last year they started, they played, you know, this second game here in the Coliseum. And you did a good job of, con- you know, of containing them for the most part. And then you play him at Stanford, even on the hurt leg, <laughs> he, he, you know, he has a good game. Is there, is it different things? Is it a coaching strategy, which really, really comes into this in terms of trying to stop him between Clancy and it's so much for them it's about gap control and gap integrity Um, because if you he is one of the more patient runners in college football he's 4-3 speed but he reminds you of the Le'Veon Bell uh, patience of being you don't see him bounce a lot of balls he's waiting for that gap to come open and when he sees it he hits it a million miles an hour with that 4-3 speed tremendous patience tremendous strength um, and, and just one of those guys that if you give him an inch, he's gone. And so gap integrity is something that, that has been big in the last two games. Um, the one time we missed last year was gone. 70 yards. Yeah. I mean, we missed one, we met one man <laughs> fell out of his gap, and it was gone. And, and that's what happens against them. That's what they're hoping for. Well, you talked about gap integrity and, and run fits after the game on Saturday when, when you had a couple breakdowns against UNLV. Talking to Cameron Smith, he, after that same game, he said similar things. He said, 
a lot of it he put to is, hey, it's a first game, and guys get excited. They want to chase everything mm-hmm. down, and mm-hmm. then sort of the inclination of a young player to leave his gap. Is that what you saw when you watched the film after after that and breaking down the run defense against it, UNLV? Yeah, it was really two explosion plays in the first half. He got a 71-yard uh, wrinkle on outside zone with yeah. a fake reverse, and, and, and one one younger kid, you know, just takes the cheese. Yeah. Um, and, and then, you know, we, we have um, a blown coverage uh, on the four verts for the long pass. For a touchdown, and that was the message to the guys: is guys, when you you're going to watch the tape, and and you're going to see 95 percent of just great football play in that first half, and then you're going to see two two breakdowns that cost 14 points um, in, in that game, and that's what happens against good offenses and good teams. So, and we're getting ready to face a good one right now. And if you, and again, if if you have a breakdown, they will exploit it. Yeah, and the thing from Stanford, I mean, they've always been known to be a big up front offensive line. That's a constant. The running backs have been you know, very talented as of late, but mm-hmm. now the receiving core is all of a sudden oh. at a different level. I mean, Arciago Whiteside yeah. is six five and can plays go up and get it, it. Plays seven feet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you really look at him. I mean, and it's across the board. You, you've got JJ, then you look at Trent Irwin, who has a ton of experience. One of the more polished route runners in, in our league. You look at Colby Parkinson and his six yeah. foot seven butt out there, just jump balling and, and, and catching the high balls too. Um, they, they really have the complete package, and, and the quarterback to me was the final piece. And credit to David, I think he's done a great job of progressing. KJ um, had the opportunity to recruit KJ out of out of high school, and just so proud for him uh, and what he's developed into. Um, he, he's he's going to be a kid that if he continues, he's going to play on Sunday. He's got that type of arm talent. He's really showing the country right now what he can do. Well, a guy that you didn't have in the Pac-12 championship game last year was Porter Gustin. Mm-hmm. Uh, how did he come through that first game health-wise? God, it was great having him back, wasn't it? <laughs> I mean, it's amazing. <laughs> it really is. Sack. certainly easier. didn't notice. Oh, my he had a sack and a fumble recovery yeah. in the first three yeah, plays. I was like, uh, three weeks after knee <laughs> surgery? I started Not the, bad. I started the team meeting the other day saying, God, it was good having you back four or five. <laughs> um, just, you know, it, what was really what was really good for everybody, um, again, going back to playing a lot of kids, was to be able to put Hunter Eccles in there. They're right behind him and spell him. You know that's something that we hadn't been able to do. Yeah. Um, and you know, all of a sudden to get to get Hunter fifteen twenty plays in that game, it just it makes Hunter it makes a. Uh, um, Porter even more dangerous because um, he, he stays fresh. So um, it was good to see him back. He, he really came out of it extremely healthy, no pain. Um, he looked great today in practice. So um, uh, he's ready for a big game. You also got good play from your secondary. I mean, he, we talk about the rushing yards just because they stand out, but you only gave up 92 yards, 97 yards mm-hmm. passing. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and guys were in good position. You got balls batted away. I mean, you know, it, you have to be really pleased with the, the back half. Yeah, you, you know, I, I, we rolled at corner, and I thought that paid off. You know, um, Greg Johnson and Isaiah Langley held down one side, got 34 reps apiece but, uh, between each other. And then, you know, we even rolled Elijah Griffin in uh, for Biggie Marshall and, and kept him fresh. And, he, and they held that their own. Um, so I thought two things. You know, you couple a really good pass rush with five sacks and putting pressure on a quarterback all day with a secondary that was playing at a high level, and you end up with 97 yards so credit to the pass rush and the dbs i thought they played at a very high level you're listening to clay helton on trojans live uh you know we talked about all the young players young players on the road this week is mm-hmm. there any other way to learn other than doing <laughs> any any wise words no, you got for them this no, week that'll get them ready for uh 
for their first real road test. It's certainly not easing them in. No, as my dad used to tell me, the best learning lessons are what you gain from experience, yeah. both good and bad. And uh, we we got a lot of them experience last week, and and they're they're learning from some success, and they're learning from some failures, and hopefully we can uh, learn a lot from the the errors that we made, and and uh, not make them again. And uh, that's the goal this week. But to Jordan's point, it, I mean, it is a process getting them ready. I mean, oh. I know that you. You've gone to, you know, taken them to the hotel and sort of gone through the travel plan on how that yeah. works and everything. So it won't be totally foreign to them. It'll no, just be a first no, time. No, we've, we've done everything from, uh, we, you know, we started two weeks before even the first game, uh, getting them in routine of what a Monday is, a Tuesday practice, a Wednesday. Took them, took them to the team hotel, took them to a, a place off campus that they had never <laughs> been to before, just so they had to produce in, in a different environment. You know, you try to do all those things to just get uh, players and coaches are routine-based guys as you know JJ. Right. i mean uh, you throw us out of routine and we go to hell um so you know you try to get them in routine and keep them constant for them keep it stable for them um and, and then usually they function the best that way